Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. This is Wagner Live. Is Wagner Live. If it's going on in business, he's talking about it. Real, Real raw, raw, and direct. Let's do it. This is Wagner Live. And this is Wagner Dos Santos. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Wagner Dos Santos, and this is Wagner Live, episode 111. This episode is brought to you by The Wagner Agency. Learn more at thewagneragency.com. So approximately 30 years ago, virtual spaces and executive suites were popping up throughout the U.S. and around the world. But it wasn't a new concept even then. The, um, the virtual office was opened back in 1962, if you didn't know, uh, but it didn't enjoy the mass popularity that would later arrive. And thanks to the technological revolution, the concept was reinvented about 15 years ago as co-working spaces enter the scene. And this cool trend um, was heavily sought after by startups and even enterprise companies uh, looking for a temporary space to launch new projects in different markets. So in this episode, we are going to unpack this and discuss where we are today with the new normal and people working from home and virtual working, remote working. And the best person to help us with this is on the show as my guest today. Uh, his name's Daniel Gracia. And in addition to being my friend, and a client of the Wagner Agency. Dan is a serial entrepreneur and visionary who has consulted numerous startups while also developing his own portfolio of businesses from startup to sale. His uh, business concentration has been within the areas of cellular, virtual offices, VoIP, which is voice over internet protocol. Uh, and Dan is currently a partner and vice president of business development at a company called June. The company provides business telephone services and systems using cloud-powered technology. So I would like to go ahead and welcome Dan to the show. How are Great. you going? Very good. Um, nice to virtually see you again. Yes. Yeah, I know. We, we um, uh, I think uh, we had a, a brief encounter at, um, at the bank 
right? That was the last time we actually physically saw one another. Uh, yeah. We were socially distancing and we had our face coverings. We were good, good citizens. That's, that's correct. I think this is the most of your face I've seen uh, in a very long time. I'm sorry. I'm, re I'm really sorry about that. I, I, I apologize in advance. <laughs> so uh, uh, seriously, Dan, th thanks for uh, thanks for coming on the show. So Dan, for for people that don't know you and don't know your background, since today's episode is really going to be about virtual offices and co working spaces and not about you know VoIP and stuff, but we can talk about that too. Um, share with share with the listeners and the viewers um, a little bit about your experience in the past, what you had done, what your vision was, all that kind of stuff. Well, as you said um, at the beginning, and uh, thank you for the nice introduction. Um, I, um, am, I am a serial entrepreneur and I fell into VoIP um, years ago, probably by, by accident. The way I fell into it was through a uh, co-working space that I developed. Um, basically being one of the pioneers of co-working spaces, um, I say that because in and 2006, uh, it was actually 2005 when, when me and a couple guys, we, we were sitting at a, um, I think it was a uh, Panera Bread. Hmm. Actually, we were, that was our co-working space back then. And um, phone, the phone rang, and uh, we were flipping some properties back then and doing pretty well. And I told these guys, I can't hear in here. The noise is too loud. I said, well, give me a break here. Let me go check out this call. Get on the phone. The lady goes, I can't hear you because the music at Ponera Bread is also loud outside. Mm, yes, and, right. I, and I said, um, well, um, I, she goes, where are you? I said, I'm at my office. And I started laughing. She goes, your office? What, are you having a party? I said, no, it's, it's Panera Bread. And needless to say, she hung up the phone and never called me back. And so I, was, I went back inside and told the guys, I said, hey, we've got a problem here. I said, what? I said, People aren't taking us seriously because we don't have an office space. Mm -hmm. And um, it sounds like, you know, we're at a party. And uh, at that, that moment, my one buddy says, hey, can you imagine if we just had a, an office uh, space where we can invite other people like this? And we're looking around and everybody is sitting on their laptops and everybody's kind of co-working with, with each other, but they're at Panera Bread. If, right. if you if you ever use the Panera Bread before, the louder the 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 more people that get in there, the louder the music gets. So eventually, people will fizzle out of there. And yes, right, tactic. And so uh, at that moment, a lady behind us said, "Hey, I overheard what you guys were saying. And if you ever get that that co working space going, where you know that little uh, office where we can come in and just kind of you know hang out." Let me know. I'll be glad to, to, you know, pay into your membership because um, I said, well, why do you need it? Uh, you have a Remax uh, T-shirt on. She said, well, the office is only 1,200 square feet and there's about two. Mm -hmm. I said, whoa. She goes, first come, first serve. You got four cubicles. <laughs> and so, right. so in that case, we, we had a business. Uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, that's how we got into the uh, virtual office space uh, slash co-working space. Back Interesting. Well, you, okay, that's what I was going to ask. When, uh, what year we were talking about? Okay, yeah. awesome, awesome. Yeah, that was uh, that was probably uh, virtual offices and executive suites had already made it, but the co-working spaces hadn't really um, hadn't really flourished by that time, right? Yeah, um, back then it was uh, basically called executive suites, yeah. and um, there was. Um, 
uh, HQ, which was called headquarters back then. Uh, when Regis purchased them, uh, Regis was uh, doing some um, sort of virtual rental space in the conference rooms. Mm -hmm. um, so it was it was it, it was a place for attorneys and things to go and, and visit. And so um, at the, at that time, the there there was more executive suites than there was co-working spaces. Mm -hmm. And then um, as uh, the concept started to develop. Um, I mean, believe me, we've got several visitors that came in and and, uh, and literally said, hey, I want to do do one of these things. And, and we all collaborate together and help each other. So if you've been to Regis uh, within the last few years, they've um, they've trying they're, they're trying to make themselves relevant, I assume, because they have now adopted a little bit more of the co-working. They have some of that now in, in addition to the offices you can rent, right? And they, they have the, the open area for um, snacks and stuff like that. So they're, they're seeing that they, they needed to modernize a little bit. But it, it's interesting because I remember in the beginning when, I mean, I was 17 when I started my first company and I was looking for office spaces and there were a lot of these executive suites and stuff. But there was this uh, negativity around it that um, having one of those meant that you were kind of shady or fly by night, right? It didn't, it didn't really uh, take off as it did later on when people really started thinking about remote working and all that stuff. It was really in the beginning because everybody was really fixated on their traditional space. That was like, oh, those are those are for the ones that are, you know, they're trying to con you. And, and there were there were some people that rented those spaces that honestly were were con jobs. So I understand, but not everybody. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about June, not just because you guys are a client. I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to use up the show to push a client, even though they're amazing and great, uh, great phone system and service for businesses. But I want to, I want to start it off with uh, saying that I think, unless you, you disagree that a lot of people probably don't even realize sometimes that their business phone is actually VoIP. I, I would, they, they just know that they have a phone and they hear, they hear a dial tone and that means it works, you know, and really the dial tone is simulating, you know, we don't want to get, get all technical, but simulating <laughs> the, the old telephone lines. But, um, it, but I, I don't think people really know really what, what uh, voiceover internet protocol or VoIP really is. And, and in that, I thought maybe you might want to talk about June and, and how uh, June has really committed itself into remote working. Remote working would be very difficult without voiceover internet protocol, hence VoIP. Um, you know, VoIP has come a long ways. At one point in time, we didn't think we would be able to actually use it because of the competitiveness um, it gave to the, the big players. Um, such as AT&T and uh, some of the other big guys out there um, back then, um, they they were very concerned that uh, voice over internet protocol was going to knock them out of the box because, of course, everything is done over the internet. That's why it's internet protocol. Mm -hmm. uh, currently, you and I are using a VoIP uh, platform in order to conduct this meeting here. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, you know, if it wasn't for VoIP, uh, right now, COVID would be a very, very difficult situation in getting everybody home. Um, the things that, that uh, June looks, looked, for, looked at um, early on, uh, even before COVID, was, you know, uh, a lot of people are working from home uh, remotely. Uh, and, and so the more and more we saw that people were working from home, 
the more and more we said, let's put in the technologies and the and the uh, infrastructure in so that we can get people to continue to move in that direction and be uh, more of an inflexible office space. Right. For instance, uh, my business partner, um, uh, Mike Heinrich, um, he's uh, been working from a remote office that travels around the around the country, and and uh, he's been doing that for uh, moving around for several years. Uh, you know, he he doesn't have to be in in an office per se, um, and and the technology that we've developed and and, and others um, companies like us. Um, has made it so that we can be versatile and we can uh, move around and not have to stay in one in one place. So the way we do that is um, through using um, virtual virtual tools, um, such as uh, you know a uh, virtual meeting platform such as this. Uh, VoIP has to connect to it in order to get the voice ac across it and back and forth. Um, uh, such as uh, you know uh, a soft phone. Uh, some people don't know what a soft phone is. A soft phone right. has become very popular. Um, you, you, a soft phone is basically an app that you download to your cellular phone, and in that app, it transfers all your business lines to that app. So let's say that I'm extension 100, then everybody can dial from their phone extension 100, and uh, vice versa, they can dial out um, to any client they want but the caller ID uh, and the name is matching itself and saying, hey, this is um, the um, the company that I was calling. And when I call back, they see the same name. So I could be in, in uh, Tahiti or or, um, or even over in uh, Germany, and I'm still making the phone calls as if I was sitting at the desk. And as right. long as I have my laptop with me, I can still conduct business in the same in the same manner. Sorry to interrupt you. It, it seems so uh, logical and it seems so um, obvious, but it, it's interesting when I know for me, for example, a few years ago, I was in Portugal um, on uh, you know on on vacation for a month, but you know I can't stop working for a whole month so i brought my work with me and i have the june soft phone because obviously guys you know I, I, they can't be a client in us not to use the service right so um but the service is is really good we're not making any sacrifices here so um i was in portugal receiving calls so just think about this you know uh those of you listening watching it's um, think about your office phone and your office phone Actually, you don't have to take it out of your office because it, it now is in a app on your phone. So when someone calls, it sounds the exact same way as you know your system sounds. And then when they call your extension, you might not be at your desk. And in my case, they called my extension and I was in Portugal. And there, Dan, there were some people that were flipped out. I mean, they, they were like, what? What do you mean you're in Portugal? I just I just called yeah. your office. I said, yeah, yeah. They said, did your call get transferred or something? I said, nope. You called my extension, and when I call you back, you'll see my um, local uh, business number. And they're like, wow, it's so cool. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, moving people from the office environment into the virtual home environment, um, it would have been very challenging. I mean, we. We all we had to do in that instance, since our software was ready, we sent out a QR code to everybody via their email, and it had some instructions. It said, "Download this app, go to the app, your app store, whether it be iOS or Mac, 
and they went into their app store, they downloaded it. Within seconds, they bleeped that uh, QR code and then bam, they followed like two simple instructions and their their uh, office phone was on their, their um, app. Now, it's, if we didn't have that, here we're, here's where the problem would have lied. We would have had to, to actually tell everybody to take your phone from your desk, take it to your home environment and plug it into your network. Now that's where the problem starts because everybody has a different network. Right. Also, internet speed, as you notice, have slowed down. <laughs> yes. So, so a lot of people with the soft phone, you can just switch over to your data through your cellular plan, and it'll work just as well. So, if you did have a problem at the at the home office with the network, then you can just switch over to your to your soft phone um, data app um, data um, plan. So, so it worked out really well for us. When, you know, again, when I was in Portugal, um, you know, Portugal is a small country and, and my family's in the north of Portugal um, in Porto. And um, uh, there's a, a beach town there called Espinho, which is where we normally stay. And Internet uh, is very spotty at the hotels there at best. So the first thing I do when I get there um, and um you know, you, you probably do this too when you go back home. I don't know. But I first thing I do is I get a, a broadband um, hotspot, right? I get one. Of, I go to, uh, in this case, uh, I go over to the Virgin store and I pick up a, a hotspot. And then I have that on throughout the whole time. And I'm receiving and making office calls as well as working on my laptop. But what, what do you think as, a, as an entrepreneur, a serial entrepreneur, um, and, uh, you know, what? What is what is developing business, uh, new business in this new normal look like? Because there are some industries that are doing great, some that are doing poorly. Doesn't seem to be a lot of in betweens. Well, um, let me start with um, companies like uh, Grammarly, um, Google, LinkedIn. They've all said, "Hey, you know, you know, we're shutting down hundreds of offices across the country between all those companies." And they're saving millions of dollars a month by doing so because they found out that, hey, the productivity has not changed or even gotten better since their um, their workers are at home. Their workers are not having to commute. And so they're having they're getting more work done just by popping out of the bed and sitting there and, and getting and, and getting things done. Um, and so uh, just the savings alone for a lot of the major corporations. Um, that just tells you right there that it's it's not going to go back to um, the day of, of driving uh, 20 miles to work and sitting in traffic and burning up an hour or two of your time every day. Um, so that's uh, so we can see the landscape changing. Now, as far as uh, the restaurants, uh, you know, companies that you have to go to, you know, the brick and mortar, you can see how Amazon, how, how uh, the restaurants, first of all, uh, uh, hub kitchens or kitchen hubs. Um, uh, there's a gentleman that used to um, work for Uber or even owned part of Uber at one point in time. Uh, he's gone off and created um, Kitchen Hub. Um, so now you have a hub of, uh, let's just say, with 10 kitchens in it that um, people can rent and they can create all these meals and they just call Uber Eats or, or um, doorstep delivery or one of these guys that come and pick up the meals and deliver them back to, to the homes. Right. So um, people are already getting accustomed to, hey, I can actually um, have my own beverage at home 
and get the same foods that I like to eat and save on money there as well because we know how expensive drinks are and things like that. And and I can have my own set of company come over to my house. So things like that are starting to evolve. We have Amazon taking taking over the retail um, uh, sector. Uh, tons of retail stores are, are closing down, never to be seen again, never to open up. A matter of fact, uh, I got a, uh, a uh, call the other day that Simon Malls was uh, selling a lot of their malls, and they're one of the largest mall uh, yes. yeah. in, the, in the country, if not the world, right. they're on the Amazon. So can you imagine in your okay. neighborhood, yeah, in, in your neighborhood, your mall might turn into an Amazon distribution center. The only difference is, is you won't be walking in there. You'll be ordering online. <laughs> I, I totally believe, and I've said this for years, pre-COVID, that uh, the retail of the future uh, they're going to be showrooms and they kind of are right now, but they're going to be legitimate showrooms where you just go in there maybe to touch, feel, try out something. Maybe there's some kiosks there if you want to order online through the kiosk and there'll probably be one person at the store, but that person's not doing any transactions. They're just a uh, brand ambassador answering questions and stuff like that, you know? That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. So, so definitely a permanent landscape uh, change. I would say uh, it's, it's going to affect everybody, uh, no matter who you are. Um, June um, has business in, businesses in the hotel business, and they've been affected. We have businesses business in the uh, gyms. Uh, the gyms have been affected right. big time. Uh, a lot of people are buying uh home equipment and, and figuring out how to work out using YouTube and those type of, of uh, mediums. Um, uh, we have a uh, business in the um, restaurant space and it's been very, very much affected. So um, this world is going to be um, different after COVID. Um, it's just, just a matter of time to see what, what it turns out to really um, stabilize that. Yeah. And, you know, Dan, you were talking about the restaurant business. You know, Dan, you made a point about deliveries and stuff. The problem is that the margin for food is very, very small. Restaurants um, make their money on alcohol, you know, and and so the problem is that it, being relegated to just selling food and food being delivered and especially with, you know, Uber and and uh, uh, Bite Squad and all these people that take a, you know, take a commission and take a fee, it even minimizes that margin more. So um, it's hard. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com 
Wondersuite. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's, it's really hard, I think, for the restaurants because if they need to survive by delivery alone, um, I, I don't know if it's sustainable, you know? It's, uh, it's, it's really rough for them. So I, I think people like us are, are fortunate that we have businesses that we can uh, mobilize and uh, we don't have to be stuck to a retail location. And, and I want to go back. I want to rewind to something you said earlier because people may have missed it. But when you were talking about your partner, uh, Michael Heinrich, and you were talking about how you know his office is mobile and in the on the move, um, you know what Dan meant about that is um, he is in a an RV, and I don't think it's really even an RV. It's even better. It's it's really nicer than an RV. It's a it's a bus. A moving um, condo. <laughs> right. It's all it's all decked out. It's uh it's like you know uh it's it's one of those beautiful beautiful uh, buses and. Um, he is, uh, with his wife, uh, traveling the, the country and the world, uh, because they'll stop in certain places and then just like, well, they used to stop in places to take a plane uh, overseas, but they're doing what they've always wanted to do, exploring the world and still running a business. So one day you're talking to him and he's in Phoenix. The next day he's in, um, uh, California and, and uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's actually kind of, uh, kind of interesting. So, um, he really lives, um, the, the June lifestyle and, and, uh, practices what he preaches, right? Absolutely. So I think that, you know, the businesses have figured out they, that they're going to be saving a ton of money. I mean, even uh, to the point uh, that, uh, we're getting changes in, in, uh, autonomy, like autonomous cars are coming around. And uh, businesses are going to start figuring out how to use those uh, to their advantages uh, versus, you know, uh, versus what they have now with with all the expenditure they have and and um, and, uh, you know, gas and whether it be, you know, doing their own um, fleet services. uh, All those are going to be changed to more of a a robot type, uh, you know, let's rent, let's rent the, the services. Uh, for all of our vehicles now, and and so it's just it's just going to keep building and building. I, I see that that uh, because of the five G services that are coming in and more virtual services coming in, the faster they come in, the more uh, development we're getting on a on a virtual world where you don't really have to go anywhere. I could call a uh, call a service or a car from my from my uh, smartphone, and uh, it's it's game over. You know, uh, the agenda's done. Yeah, right. You were talking about um, Grammarly before, right? They don't have a, yeah. a physical office. I think they, they had one at one point and did away with it and sure. sent everybody cool. to their homes, right? Yeah, LinkedIn as well. Uh, there's there's just many, many of them. I, I, yeah, the landscape's going to be, it could be, you know, 70% deep by the time it's it's over it's, and, and it's going to be a, a, a new world. But I'm excited about it, to tell you the truth, um, because... 
um, you know, everything's moving all at the same time, including COVID. You know, it's like, well, how is all this? How is all of this getting? All this technology and everything getting so much better in such a, a terrible time in our lives, right? Right. But but in actuality, it's 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 made us realize that we can do things differently and that we can become you know we we can become a more virtual society and not that everybody likes that um, because you still need you know uh, you know some social interaction here uh, with your friends and family and, and people uh, but um, but for business uh, for business it, it's so much more efficient yeah yeah it, it is um, and and you know I think that the the business managers and owners that are going to struggle the most are those that tend to be micromanagers and perhaps don't trust their employees. You know, there are some that unless you're in the office and they can see you, you're not working. I read a lot about what um, Richard Branson does with Virgin and his trust in his team and how he lets them do their their good work. Um, I I thought, you know, that makes a lot of sense. You hire well, and and then you're you're hoping that they're bringing something to the table that it you know you don't need to micromanage because you don't have all the answers necessarily. They may know more than you know about certain things or bring some new ideas to the table. And so what I find that that the mentality, you tell me if I'm wrong, but the mentality that business owners have to have if they want to embrace and they have to this this new normal of remote working is to to look at the output and not at the minute by minute, because there's this old fashioned, I believe this old fashioned mentality that, you know, you clock in nine to five and you could be staring at a monitor from nine to five and that's fine. It's work. And that isn't work. You can maybe uh, in three hours of that time or even one, maybe get your work done. And, and, and that's good, you know? So, right. I mean, Dan, I mean, you you know, the, that's what tools like this is for, you know, like, uh, you know, you have, you have the tools, use the tools. If you don't use the tools now, you're going to have a problem because, uh, you know, I can virtually meet with you um, on an hour by hour basis if I wanted to, you know, if I need to. And, and then uh, you, you set your goals and your goals are set. And, and then at the next meeting, if the goals aren't met, uh, you can set another meeting. If the goals still aren't met, then you know that something's wrong, right? But right. if the goals are being met and and the agenda is set, then uh, there's nothing to worry about because uh, things are moving forward. Uh, you can automatically see it very quickly in and the productivity of of your employees. If if they're if they're maybe they don't show up to a meeting, uh, that's a big problem. Uh, you know, but as long as they show up, what's the difference if you went if they walked into your office or into a conference room? Because we're in a conference room now. You know, Dan, my my last agency, Beloved, that agency was traditional in the office. We um, we didn't need, you know nobody had asked, and we didn't really think about any kind of remote working. Um, everybody came into the office, and towards the end. There were some some employees I was kind of paying attention to that had finished their work, yet they were waiting for five o'clock to come around. You know, it's like it's like maybe between four to five, they've really finished their work, had nothing to do, and they were just waiting for five o'clock to come around. And I thought to myself, well, that's really stupid. 
you know, who said you have to be a prisoner here till five? You just have to get your work done. If you happen to be someone that, you know, meets meets your goals, maybe even exceeds them a little bit so that you can, you know, get some career advancement and you can do that in, you know, less than a 40 hour work week. Great. You know, then hasta la vista. Go, go, go to the beach. Enjoy, enjoy something. Right. So, yeah. You know, I think I'm, all, yeah. I'm, I'm actually hearing that most people that work from home are finding it hard to cut it off. And so, um, therefore, you know, mm. um, you know, you got to learn to cut it off. I mean, you, you get you get up early, you have a project you're working on, you're excited about the project. You have no one hovering over your head. Um, you know, when you get into your team meetings, you're excited to present um, what your what your objective was and you're happy to, to show them what you what you uh, what the next step is. And um, so sometimes it's hard to cut it off. Uh, you know, we talked to some of our team members, and they're up late at night working. You know, including yeah. myself, and, and you know, right. and it's like because I have something I want to do. I mean, the past weekend, the you know, Labor Day weekend, I think I worked, uh, you know, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. You know, but I, and no one made me do it, and uh, and I felt good about it because yeah. it come come Tuesday, I had a lot a lot of production done in my mind. I felt at ease. So I think that um, that it's actually hard to cut it off, if anything, you know, <laughs> for your employees. Well, so, and you're not an employee, too. So, I mean, you're uh, you're building something. So you definitely want to take advantage of every minute that's out there. You, you have to kind of force yourself to take a break. But I, I know I know what you go through. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No. So. What do you think business is going to look like at the end of 2020 or starting 2021? Have you had some thoughts? Um, have not really thought so much about business versus our environment. Uh, you know, I've got uh, several friends that, uh, that uh, several people that, that are like uh, lax about what's going on. And then several people that are saying, hey, this is serious. And then, you know, coming into the fall. Uh, they said, hey, this thing could be a big resurgence. Um, where are we going to be, uh, you know, on election year? Uh, and, uh, you know, that's that's a big one for me right now um, because, you know, you know, the changes of the guards makes a big difference too. And so we've got so much going on that, you know, it's hard to determine, you know, uh, where, where do I go? I mean, the, the financial markets are, are acting funny. I mean, they're, they're, they're not the way they ever have ever been before. And right. yeah, I've been watching them since, since I was you know, a young guy, 20, 20 years old, 20 years so, and uh, never seen anything like it before. Uh, you know, you've got, um, you know, you've got, like I said, the elections coming up. You've got the COVID thing going on. We're not sure if people are, are going to are, are going to just start getting lax again. It only took two weeks to to mess things up last time, and then back in the hole. Uh, so you know, um, as far as business wise, I think we stay put. I think we stay home and uh, and 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 build our businesses and just and yeah. Unfortunately, there's introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. 
From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. going to be a lot of businesses out there, uh, you know, such as the restaurants and the retail stores, that are going to have to figure figure out a different way to do it. Uh, I want to see how that that scene plays out as well. You know, uh, would, would, will we be you know ninety percent kitchen hubs um, you know, and 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 ten percent restaurants? Uh, will we be uh, you know um, ninety percent Amazon, <laughs> five percent Walmart or whatever? You know, um, right. so these are the type of things that I want to see play out. But as far as as Pulling out a crystal ball and hmm. this is what I think is going to happen. That's going to be very difficult to determine until after um, after this fall. My feeling is if I were in public office, if I had the opportunity to make uh, you know some key decisions, I, I feel that I you know what I would have done is I would have put you know I would have put the country on lockdown for, for a specific period of time, but it would have been well-planned in that I would also have uh, FEMA money. Uh, I would consider it a national emergency that we are in, and I would use FEMA money to go ahead and fund businesses and fund um, individuals that are unemployed and make sure that everybody's able to put food on the table and, and survive during the lockdown. Because I think it's a lot to ask of people to, hey, you got to shut down and there's these shutdown mandates. Well, that's all great, but who's going to pay my bills? And, and I get it, you know, not everybody has the wherewithal to do that and, uh, and get by, Pe you know, so that's why some people have broken the rules, some stupid people, I, and I, I'll say stupid, you know, some stupid people broke the rules because they just wanted to go out and party and stuff like that. That's a whole nother thing. But those that, you know, need to put food on the table, I get it. So I feel that it was a big, um, a big miss in our country that we did not do something like that because I think we would have been in a better position now and and then with COVID numbers at a, a lower um, percentage, then we could go about business um, and the economy would, would end up doing better, right? Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Well, well, well hindsight is twenty twenty. Um, I, I, you know, uh, the speed of this thing that it was like a freight train uh, coming at us. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know how I would, would have reacted if I would have reacted any differently. Now that I know looking back, yes, I could probably say that, Hey, there's, you know, some things that could have been done better, but as far as, you know, uh, you know, not having a, a vaccine or some sort of cure for this thing, uh, you know, and then not knowing exactly uh, was it man-made? Some people say, was it not? Uh, you know, these type of things. That's a scary situation. It's like, yeah. it's like um, warfare, you know what I mean? In, in a different, yeah. It, yeah. It, it's true, you know? So, yeah. um, 
so I, I, I just take it day by day, you know, and uh, just see, uh, you know, I don't think anyone's perfect in this because it's not only the U.S., uh, Italy, uh, you know, Spain, Germany, I mean, around the world, you know, starting with China, you know, and uh, we'll never get the truth out of them. <laughs> so, so, so I think it's just take it day by day and, and see what see what happens. But speaking of uh, financial markets, I mean, they're all doing the same exact thing we're doing, printing money, and um, their markets are flying just like ours because because ours is going up, theirs is going up, right? And the right. thing is, is that how can everything be going in the same direction all at the same time? Wait, did you say you're printing money too? And you <laughs> you haven't shared any of this with me? Come on, man. <laughs> right I'm, out to, I'm out of coins. They, 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 they uh, want them back. <laughs> man, I'll bring you some coins. I'll bring ink for you. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get that machine running. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, it's, I, I don't, you know, frankly, I don't know what, how the other countries have dealt with um, having businesses uh, shut down and keep, you know, uh, keep them, you know, financed. I, I really don't know. Um, I'd be curious if any of our listeners and, and viewers have some insight on that um, and, and want to provide it. But um, I know that that's, that's hard. It, it's hard to, to do that. But um, on a positive note to, you know, to bring us, to bring us toward the end into in the positive note, I, I do believe that um, it's uh, it's a time for innovation. You know, businesses, you know, uh, the buzzword a few years ago was disruption, right? Businesses that were, you know, disruptive. And there is no bigger um, uh, uh, opening for disruption than now, right? Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, this is a disruptive uh, uh, system that we're in right now. And so there's going to be huge changes um, in the not only in the financial markets but in the medical um, markets um, and the uh, in every market that you can think of there's going to be huge changes now is the time to innovate now is the time to re um, rebuild yourself into some to, to, to something new take the opportunity if you're if you're you know have lost your job uh, you know or and, and you need to to look at yourself and say hey Let's get back into something that that that's different because they may not be the same on the other side. You may not be going back, so you got to reinvent yourself now. And right. Uh, right. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities out there. Take a look at some of the opportunities and and um, study and see if you can't grab something new and and different because that's what's happening to people that that um, are used to going to the retail jobs and such, and they they're just not going to be there anymore. Yeah. And I, and listen, I get it that, you know, some businesses are not as well capitalized as others. So um, having the time to innovate is really short, I think, for, sure. for some. Um, and I get that. But, um, you know, as much as one can do to, uh, to put in some extra hours, even on the weekend, to think about how, how you can do some different things. I mean, we... Um, uh, I don't know if we talked about this, Dan, but um, we just launched very re- recently a subscription model 
for the agency. We created a, a kind of an e-commerce platform with subscription plans, just like you would, you know, get a subscription to Netflix or something like that. Um, there are small little services that we uh, put into a subscription plan model for small businesses that are struggling or, or don't have the budget right now for an agency, but they do need the help. And, um, and so we, we put a, we put something like that together. It's experimental right now. We're going to see how it goes, but you know, we've been thinking of, of ways to innovate as well and, um, you know, and, and try to help, help, uh, businesses too. So Dan, um, if any of the listeners and viewers, if if they want to get a hold of you, because I I think your your title is a little misleading because you are more than uh, business development. You're um, you're very consultative, and you um, you know I know that if people reach out to you and they have a problem, you know, which in this case could be you know they're trying to make a remote work environment work, but um, they need they need uh, some assistance as to knowing what they need to do. I know that you're you're the guy they can speak to. Um, would you entertain people emailing you or or just sending comments here? How would uh, you know? How could someone get a hold of you if they want to? Certainly, I mean, uh, my uh, email address is uh, Dan Gracia. Um, I noticed you have Daniel on the screen, so just remember it's Dan Gracia at June.us. Um, and so, if you have a question for me that I can help you with, uh, sure, uh, send me an email and and uh, we could chat from there. Yeah, great. Well, Dan, thanks a lot. I, I don't want to take up uh, the rest of your evening, um, but you, you've been awesome. I knew you were going to be awesome. Um, and I really appreciate you you coming on. So maybe we'll do this again uh, sometime later. Uh, maybe, you know, I don't know, uh, maybe post-COVID and we'll have kind of a recap and listen back to what we talked about and, see, you know, see if we were right or wrong. I'd, I'd, I'd love to do that. And I really appreciate you um, bringing me on. It was a great conversation. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, we'll do we'll do this again for sure. Well, thanks, Dan. That's all the time we have left. So thank you for watching and listening today. Um, and again, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to continue the conversation with us on this and other subjects, use hashtag Wagner Live. And be sure to visit our website as well. It's Wagner.live. And there you'll find our entire library of episodes. Um, you'll also be able to do that on YouTube, but our website's a lot more fun. So either way, you can uh, uh, go back to some older episodes and, uh, and, and get caught up. So uh, thank you again, and uh, we'll see you next time. You've been listening to Wagner Live. Wagner is an advertising agency executive, and it's his passion to talk about business without the fluff and blowing smoke. Having owned and operated several different businesses since the age of 17, and with 20 years of experience in advertising and marketing, he may be just a tad bit qualified. We hope you enjoyed the show. Catch him on social media at Wagner Live and hit the website at Wagner.live. We'll see you again next week.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.